Here's the situation. You get hired by Toyco. Toyco has decided that, just like in movies and television, everything that is old can be new again, and they tell you they want you to bring back one childhood toy that you loved that's been gone for a while that you think would be a big hit again today. All right. What do you choose and why? Sorry, sorry to jump you on there. I'm TJ Jagodowski. I'm Rush Howell. And this is Here's the Situation, a real podcast about hypothetical situations. And today's theme, Rush, is Lego My Ego. That's right. Legos My Ego. Yeah. So we've got uh, a play on the old advertising campaign, which was one of the most successful advertising campaigns I can think of because... Without the slogan, you would never think about Eggos, the, you know, cheap waffles. Right. But uh, Lego My Ego was a very uh, famous uh, saying, and it also wasn't even, like, that real of a thing. Like, I don't think people were actually, like, at each other's uh, homes, you know, a lot of grabbing. waffle fights. Right, yeah. Well, it's always the husband, you know, taking the wife's waffle. I don't think that really <laughs> happened. But anyway, they, they made it stick with you. And so uh, that's the that's the pun, but it's we're focused on Legos and ego and whatever comes from that. Uh, obviously tied to toys and that opening thing that we'll come back to at the end. And I'll give you the the, the first one here, Rush, which might take just a little bit to explain. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll it. read it to you as I've written it, and then you tell me if you need some some elucidation on this thing. So right. here's the situation, Rush. I'd like you to try and separate your mind, or at least how you hear the three different voices as far as your three different Freudian aspects of person. So if you can imagine your id talking to you, imagine your ego talking to you, and imagine your super ego uh, talking to you, I'm going to present you with a scenario, and I'd like to know basically what part of you speaks first as to what your initial impulse for action is. Cool. If you were going to do the first thing, given this situation— what it would be, and if you think that's coming from your id, your ego, or your super right. ego. And I think we should, just for our viewers, I'm sorry, readers, I'm sorry, <laughs> listeners benefit, uh, go over id, ego, and super ego. Not that I might be forgetting them sure. uh, and not sure exactly the difference between ego and super ego, but just there may be a listener gotcha. uh, who has that issue. So I, uh, as, as I understand this, and even if this is incorrect, we'll go with this. Okay, good. Okay. That your super ego is basically your conscience, your, your highest self, your kind of sense of like, well, this is the very, this is the right thing to do. This is the most, um, most correct, most um, whatever, appropriate yes. or righteous thing to do. The ego is kind of you, which I sort of think sits in the middle of the superego and the id, which is seems like it's a little more, uh, I think, like it's not so much high-minded and it's not so much lizard brain. It's sort of through the middle, kind of who you've become um, with those two sort of two um, uh, aspects at the barbell. End. Got it. And then, as I understand it, the id is the more animalistic yep. instinct, you know, your, your, your kind of lower first thought of, uh, you know... Uh, I'm gonna eat all these Cheetos. Is how I think of the oh, yeah. how I think of the id. So, um, still a very active voice in in my mind. So okay. I'm gonna give you a well, situation. Cheetos are delicious. <laughs> and then uh, and then you tell me what your first impulse is, and then we'll try maybe try and divine from that okay. which part of you is speaking. Cool. Yes. All right, Rush. You realize you are locked alone overnight in a medieval arms and armor museum. What's your first impulse for action? Ah, well, I'm going to try to call someone and get out. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm I'm surely not there without my phone. I don't even know why I'm 
anywhere near closing time at, at a medieval arm, armor. Let me let me adjust it this way. Yeah. Just just all right. Let's. You're right after you realize you're gonna be in there all night in oh. a medieval arms and arms museum. Oh God. Uh, okay. Well, I think what I'm gonna do is um, try to find the place that. Uh, is going to be the most comfortable to possibly sleep. Okay. Because I, I want to spend as much time asleep as I can rather than like kind of weirdly uh, being afraid of <laughs> these <laughs> these armor coming to life and killing me. Okay. That that feels ego-ish to me, I, f- I think. I think it's a, like a... Yeah. That feels like a very ego answer. I think so. I think we're going to land ego a lot with me. Yeah. But we'll <laughs> no see. No part of you wanted to like... Swing or some, swing some swords around, grab some old halberds, and uh, and and you know just check the weight and no, balance on it. Not at all. Yeah. I, I think uh, I think what made me think the way that I thought was that uh, just my impulse was I'm not happy about this scenario. All I was focused on was that I'm trapped there. Okay, more yeah. than anything else. And then I think it's a little bit of a weird setting. I'm probably going to be a little nervous uh, about how i've gotten stuck somewhere for the whole night and so then i want to be comfortable and when you say like i mean and i guess this is quite the the most natural (laughs) most natural thing possible but when you say like i think you're gonna get ego a lot on this do you think of yourself as uh like speaking from that from that i guess the most natural of of all the voices or or of those three or do you find yourself just kind of like middle of the road on a lot of stuff i think that i'm pretty rational okay i like to think that Maybe that's good. Maybe it's bad. But I, I think it's true. Maybe, maybe it's maybe I overthink that. You know, I, I'm predisposed to believe that I am. But I, I think that in most uh, most of my life, I'm I hope fairly quick to take stock of a situation and just do the thing that I think makes the most sense. Okay. All right. Um, here's the next. Here's the next uh, situation you find yourself in, Rush. Okay. Um, you are the first person. You're walking through the woods, and you're the first person to come across a small plane crash. Ooh. It's clear to you that there are no survivors. Part of the plane is still on fire. Ooh, okay. Uh, I'm gonna see if I can um... rifle through everyone's pockets and see yeah, if they've got steal. any cash and jewels on them. Uh, no, uh, that was my first impulse. Uh, my first impulse. Uh, Honestly, is probably to uh, turn. I mean, almost always it's going to be go to my phone and get help <laughs> because I think I'm going to turn and get out of there because I don't know if that thing's going to blow up further. Uh, so I, I think again we're pro- maybe like border between id and ego okay. on that one. I do think it's just smart not to be hanging around there. I think um, the way you described it in my head, it seems like there's. There's no possibility of survivors. Mm-hmm. If 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 I'm kind of getting the picture wrong, then I think maybe my first impulse would be uh, to try to go and and see if there there are any. But I think I don't know for some reason the way you described it, it sounded like yeah. I did it, say specifically it was it was clear to you that there were no survivors. Yeah, yeah. There, That's so, probably yeah. the the thing that made yeah. me think that there were no survivors. <laughs> that might have might yeah. have leaned you towards that path, <laughs> right? You can tell I was an excellent listener. Uh, yeah. So because of that, I I would I would run. But as you but you did say fuselage or parts of the plane still on fire. If it wasn't clear that there weren't any survivors, then you would you would probably you would go super ego on that. It sounds like and see if you could help or pull people out. Or yeah, I think so. People. It would kind of again depend on if it's like smoldering, you know, versus mm-hmm. like if the thing just. I mean, 
the recency of it. Like if a plane crashes right now in your backyard yep. while we're filming this, my instinct is going to be to get as filming. far away. You, never, you don't get any media I, correct I, I while refuse. we're filming this. Yeah, while we're, <laughs> while we're, while writing, we're writing this. While we're writing this down. Yeah. <laughs> so, and people are looking at it at home. Yeah, right. People can watch us. So the plane hits in your backyard, I, I can tell you that will be an id response for mm-hmm. me. I will be running out in the opposite direction as as fast as I can. So I'm not one of the great people, the the first responders who, you know, they always say when everyone's running out, right, they're the they're ones running, running in. in. Um, that's not going to be my first response. Now, if I think that a small plane crashes in your backyard while we're writing this down, then, and I can see, and and the uh, kind of immediate danger is not as as serious as if I am confused and don't know what's going mm-hmm. on. Then I'm going to trend more towards is there something I can do that can make this this horrible situation right. better. But uh, again, almost always I'm going to my phone. As as <laughs> I'll, I'll take I'll take your phone away for this okay. next one. Um, the uh, I was realizing as I'm as I'm writing this that I think every time the first voice I hear is my id and I try and overcorrect to the superego. But there isn't, there There will never be a time in my life if someone's walking by with a tray of food or a plate of food that I don't first think like, man, I want to knock that, like hit your hand underneath and just whack all of that food right. all over, all over, you know, in oh. the air. And, you oh, know, you like every time just, you know, or okay. someone has like a handful of nuts or whatever, yeah. all I want to do is like whack that, you know, like <laughs> whack that hand every time. Okay. Every I, time. And I, I probably th- want to eat that. And I think this, like, I think I'm right. I think I, it is what I'd first think is like, man, I wonder if they got any jewels and, you know, r- like rings and stuff on them. Yeah. And then, uh, and then like way overcorrect to like, you're a terrible person. You, you need to go like try and help somebody. Yeah. I mean, I, I do that on this podcast some, right? Yeah. Like you'll be like, Hey, you can have water come out of your finger. And I'm like, gross. No, don't want that. That sounds terrible. And then you're like, yeah, but you could feed. I mean, you could, you could uh, not feed, but you could save the lives of of children without water in you know some third world country. And then I'm like, oh yeah, all right, yeah, thanks. I guess I have to do that. Then I, so I'm doing that id hard over to super ego, like you just described. I will say that. Between those two scenarios, uh, definitely the second one like grabbed into the id a lot more because yeah. when you said like you walk into, I was like ooh, you know. Whereas the I'm stuck at the night of the museum and the right. armor, I'm just immediately like, ugh. Well, here's the last one for you. Okay. This is a real id. This is a real id set oh, on this right. one. So um, they make you trade your phone in oh, no. for an invitation to this kick-ass Vegas penthouse hotel. Anything goes. Celebrity rapper athlete party. Okay. What What's your first act? Action, what's your first impulse for action in this in this situation? I want to find out if I can bring some friends because there's some people that I know that are going to love that a lot more than I'm going to love it. Okay, so I would love it if uh, either they could go in my place or they could come with me. That whiffs of like super ego, I guess. I, I, I think it's, I think it though it's and... a little bit id because if I if if you said, uh, hey, the same thing except it's you know a week long pass to Wimbledon and you get access to uh, all the players and blah, blah, blah. Something that I would be more excited about. I would be like, yeah, uh, my first thing is like, how can I get off work and make sure I go and do it? But on this one, um, even though it's something I would enjoy, I just think my first thought was like, I was thinking about people like 
like Andy St. Clair, who I would be like, is going to enjoy that a lot more than me. So I, I want to see if he can go or take my spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. If, if you can someday meet T-Pain or allow someone to meet T-Pain. Yeah. Pass it on to Andy. There, you know? There's no question I would I would enjoy it. And there would be like some great stories that came out of it, I would think. Uh, or I would just sit there by myself kind of having drinks in the corner. But it, in in either case, uh, I, I would want – you want to be able to share. I, I think a lot of the kind of craziest nights, weirdest stuff that I've had occur, uh, it's it's more fun if I had a friend that we was, was on that weird journey with me so that we could talk about that and have that, right. that wild right. shared experience for the rest of our lives. Well, that's it for that. So our apologies to Freud and anyone who uh, more accurately remembers their high school psych class to uh, to actually know what the uh, the breakdowns of those of those three parts would would actually do. But <laughs> right. a little little psychotherapeutic uh, experimentation, I guess. I liked it. All right, uh, TJ. Yeah. Buddy. Here's the situation. We're back with some more crash diets that are scientifically <laughs> supported. Believe it or not. Seems odd to you. Uh, seems odd to you that, okay. that these things are scientifically uh, allowed. But uh, each of these, there seems to be some sort of uh, science suggesting it could work. Okay. Um, and I want you to rank them from most likely that you'd be willing to do it to <laughs> yeah. least likely okay, buddy. you'd be willing to do it. Okay. Uh, the first one is called zero to 60. I love it. All right. And in, in this, you got to eat 40 meals a day. With none of them over sixty calories, so you got to eat every fifteen or twenty minutes, and you have like prepackaged. They they bring them to you. It's just it's like maybe one hard boiled egg, like a you know a carrot or two. I mean, it's just it's a lot of little snacks over the course of the day. This is just a cow. That's just a cow's life, basically. Yeah, yeah. it could have been called grazed and confused, but it wasn't. Nice. It was called zero to sixty. Very nice. Uh, the second one is called. Uh, meet your makers. Okay. And on this, you can eat whatever oh, meats you want, uh, but you can only eat meat. And the only uh, beverage you can have is a non-alcoholic uh, maker's mark for you. For other people, they could have alcohol or non-alcoholic, but this one's non-alcoholic okay. for you so that you don't actually have to drink meat the alcohol. And That's meet your makers. Meat and All the meat you want. No mark. carbs, no vegetables, no starch. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. Next one is called... The hold it to mold it <laughs> diet, and in this one, uh, you eat. Uh, you have to eat a, a sensible breakfast and a sensible lunch. Oh, uh, okay. You, <laughs> what's what's the train coming down the track for supper? You can have whatever you want for dinner. What? Anything you want for dinner. Uh, but y- your breakfast and lunch each have to be 500 calories or less. Sensible. Okay. Breakfast and lunch, and they give you shakes if you want them, but you can also sub in whatever you like. Okay. But the other thing you have to do is, uh, for all times for two weeks, you got to carry a full Christmas ham, uh, wherever you go. Okay. And it's like a glazed ham, so it's a little sticky, and they they supply you with a new ham every day, so okay. you, your ham doesn't get Great. Uh, completely not, yeah. disgusting. Okay. But it's pretty. It's probably so you pretty don't, rough. As a relationship to mold it, it's not. It's not in reference to the hand. No, it's to mold it's your physique. Oh, beautiful. So you hold it while you mold it. <laughs> you uh, you improve your overall uh, look, and and uh, you also. You, <laughs> Tell you, this is feeling like number one with a bullet. Right you got to carry that <laughs> ham funny. though. You got to carry that. You're at baseball practice. You're sure. carrying the ham the whole time. Sure. Uh, fourth and final is called Oh Baby. Oh, and you can only sound too bad. It's not too bad. Pretty reasonable. Uh, You can only have foods that start with the letter O or baby food. Oh, wow. They've decided that uh, all of those, if you're stuck just with the O's and baby food, you can you can have a uh, nutritious, balanced diet. 
So you got what, oranges. Yeah. You got Go ahead. Ostrich. <laughs> olives. You got oatmeal. You got Ovaltine. Olives. <laughs> oat bread. Oat bread. Oat, oat bread. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I got. Oh, Henry bars. Oh, okay. Oh, I got this, buddy. I got this. All right. So uh, your ranking of the four again. It's uh, we got your zero to sixty. Yep. We got your meet your makers. Meet your makers. Get your oh baby and. Hold it to mold it. Hold it to mold it. Yep. Um, for certain, for certain. I just realized that I'm, I might be a little sick. I don't. I don't. I feel like my voice is a little different than okay. it normally is. Do I sound different to you? Maybe a little bit. Okay, a little low. Um, without a doubt, I'm holding it to mold it. Okay, you're gonna carry this ham around. You bet. I mean, all day. You bet. <laughs> that thing is gonna get. Yep. I mean, that's going to get a little r- yep. a little rough. Yeah, I, yep, I, I like it. I like it. <laughs> okay. My arms are going to be a little. My arms are going to be a little more firmed up. By there's by no the, doubt by the end of this. I mean, this thing's like probably what fifteen pounds. I guess so. Yeah, Christmas ham. Sure. I would think. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Bone it's got in. that honey glaze on the outside, which can make you may have to wear some gloves. Or something. It's gonna be <laughs> a little sticky. Can I wrap it in Saran wrap? No, nah, no. You got to hold hold the mold. <laughs> well. I'm still holding it. You know. I just, this is. Well, you can't put it in a blanket. No, stick no, no. it to fix it or something. No. Like this is okay. Hold it to mold it. Yeah. You're not. You're not getting me off of it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you're number one. Oh baby. Number two is oh baby. Yeah. You do a lot of oatmeal. Can I season the baby food? Can I? Can I salt it? I think salt so. and pepper it. I think so. <laughs> no problem. Okay. Oh baby. How much baby food are you doing versus oh foods? I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a comprehensive list of my oh foods and then see what I need to baby up. Yeah. I uh, just. Off the top of your head, and I haven't thought about this, and I know it's just straight off the top of your head. If you could only pick one letter, what letter are you picking for those foods? You get all the foods with that letter. S. Okay. What's what? What's? Um, I immediately thought of salmon, steak, strawberries, and uh, then I figured like there's got to be a lot more stuff with S after that. I'm, yeah, but you're like I'm already good because yeah. I've already got a good fish and a steak. Strudel. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm set set for dessert. I got a couple of proteins. Yeah, uh, what what, did, what popped into your head? P came to mind just because of pizza. I didn't even thought about anything else. <laughs> you think you put whatever you want to on it. Well, I figured, yeah, pizza. Pizza. If I just have pizza, if it was like the whole diet is you that. Got pizza, peas, potatoes, you're fine. Oh, my God. I, fine. I didn't even think about potatoes. Pheasant. Do I get to have French fries or no? I mean, that's that's uh, probably. Yeah, I don't think so. I think that's French fries. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. Baked potato, though, I think. Potatoes au gratin, which yeah. is what you really want anyway, oh, right? Oh, yeah. Potatoes O'Brien. So good. Yeah. Potato potato pancakes. Oh, you're mm. set. Pancakes? Never mind. You're set. Oh. You're set. We're going to come back to Dude, that you're later. Right. I hate pancakes. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll come back to that later. Um, uh, So I'm at Oh Baby 2. Oh, 0 to 60, number, yep. number 3. Yeah. Just uh, eating like a bird like that. Gonna, you can kind of lose your mind. It's like that. Uh, uh, I'm going to hate it. I'm going to hate it, but I'm going to hate it less than Meet Your Makers. Right. That's that's uh, that's terrible on a whole bunch of bunch of bases for me right there. Yeah. I don't know how many days I could go with the only liquid I'm allowed to consume is Dude. a is a thing that tastes like Maker's Mark but doesn't have alcohol. And in for it. you, I think it would be, right? For you it would actually be regular booze. I don't think so. Oh, okay. I, I I think I would I mean, I would like that I had both the option, but I think if I'm actually stuck on this diet, I'll probably need some of the booze just to get uh. through the day with how bad this uh, this beverage is. But I, I, I think I could actually, I'm, I think that one's number three for me. 
Honest to God, as opposed to zero to sixty, would that be? Yeah, I, I can't do the zero to sixty. Yeah. I think I would lose my mind. Yeah, I'm just going 60 around meals a day. You're awake for what sixteen hours a day usually. So you got forty meals a day. Or, so you're doing oh, two and a half meals, right? Basically meals, two and a half an hour. So every twenty minutes, every twenty five minutes, you got to go have another of this zero to sixty ounce, yeah. you know, tiny serving of something. Man, I mean, if I'm walking, if I'm doing hold it to mold it and just walk around with that thing, I can siphon off a little bit. I could actually kind of do zero to 60 as as the form of my hold it to mold it. Why would you? Why would you <laughs> just do everyone, that? you know, every every 20 minutes, just take a tiny little piece, a little bit of ham off oh, of there. Yeah, you like, just, yeah, you're not allowed to eat. <laughs> just a little bit of honey glaze right off the edge there. Mmm, yummy. Yeah, no, that's part of, I should have mentioned, that's part of hold it to mold it, is you cannot eat the ham. Okay. Because right. part of it is... Uh, the science behind it is uh, not only are you going to, by carrying a 15-pound weight, it's going to help you get in better shape, but also uh, by having the food in front of you. This That was actually my original thought about it, was that you'd be kind of salivating, and <laughs> you, it would be like you would... It, by by not eating it, it would it would help like enforce willpower just to have the food kind of right there all the time. I'm not entirely sure of the science behind it, but it's there. Hear, yeah, oh, the no. articles I mean, the, the articles is, are out. The science is strong. The science is strong in this. Yeah, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I, I was fine with the oh baby. Yeah, like if you if I had to do that, I I could do it. I'm, I I don't mind oatmeal and, and it's pretty healthy. I, I could it. actually I could actually see the oh baby diet working. Yeah. <laughs> because i couldn't think off the top of my head the only thing i could think about was oreos as a way to really screw up that yeah um but what are you eating for meat you got ostrich and what like awful that isn't that just a general term for innards like o-f-f-a-l i probably eat a a fair amount of ostrich yeah but also yeah i think so no kidding i mean i don't love ostrich probably but oatmeal is you know, I would say I, most of my meals involve meat, but especially when I'm eating healthier, uh, a lot of my breakfasts are just oatmeal. Yeah. You have octopus, I guess. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> I actually love octopus. No. Yeah. Oh, octopus. octopus is very good. Very you, good. You I, subconsciously came up with the, the actual diet you, you want I guess to be so. on. I guess so. Octopus followed by a little Oreo ice cream. Oh, that's a that's a... And I get to lose weight. Yeah, I have oh, some yeah. baby we'll, food if we'll, I need it. We'll see. We'll see. As if science says, I will. All right, Rush. Here's the situation: You have made it to the finals of Ego Destruction 2019-2020. You have battled your way through an incredible amount of rounds of insult competitions, where the whole goal is to destroy your opponent's self worth. Oh God! Cool. Yeah. You are in the dressing room awaiting your final match. When in walks your last competitor, Evil You. Oh, no. Yes. He says he's got to go take a fat shit before he destroys you. He's such a jerk. This yeah. guy, yeah. Um, and I don't even know if he does, if he has to. He just says that, you know, like. Yeah, that's just how he introduces himself, yeah. probably. And as he leaves, his note cards fall out of his leather pants. Okay. All right. What uh, you as you peek at his note cards? What are the top three areas he has targeted for you? And what is his death blow? His death blow insult. Oh gosh. Uh, let me just start as I gather my thoughts by saying I, I really don't care for the insult comedy. Uh-huh. What do they call it? Like a it's like a wrap off, but less fun. Oh, rap battle. Yeah, but I mean it's oh. 
There's actually a term for the, they have these things where oh, where know. comics make fun of each other. Gotcha, like a rap battle without, without yeah, it's like a rap battle rap. except they're they're just insulting one another. Just a head to head roast, a head to head spot yes. roast. Okay. Yes, and of course it's all in good fun. I assume you have to be able to dish it out. And they take should call it. it a spot roast. Yeah. Oh, well, kind of yeah, that's like nice. That. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, but they would they would make fun of you for <laughs> suggesting that title. <laughs> but I, anyway, I've I've seen. Uh, I don't remember. I think it was it was on that show, Pete Holmes's show, crashing. Like maybe okay. maybe he was taking part in one of them. But I've I've also seen them on online. I I, I don't know. I don't love it as a, as a medium. But um, so first of all, uh, I love that this idiot's got to have note cards. <laughs> like he can't you can't memorize this. Stuff. Once he's out there, he you know he's not going to use his note cards. It's just it's his prep work. Yeah. He did his oppo research on you. Yeah. Know? Right. Uh, so let's see what what's he gonna make fun of me for that's that's gonna hurt you know it's gonna hit home, um, I well I'm you know he'll he'll do some weight jokes but that's easy, that's kind of a, a first line, I think he'll probably, I think he'll make fun of me for wanting to be liked. Okay, I think he'll he'll find some ways to, uh, he'll find find some ways to uh, to. To really make me look bad, there find some some scenarios where I was trying too hard, okay, to uh, to be liked by people, and uh, he'll he'll maybe isolate some specific creep, relationships man. that creep. Uh, where you know one of my friend has this theory about like all um, this is uh, you know dating relationships, but his. Uh, he he just calls it the overlover and the underlover, right? Where all, all, in most relationships, uh, especially the ones that don't work, there's the overlover who's more interested in the relationship, oh, okay. and the underlover is the person who's always like, "Eh, this is good, but maybe I could find something better," you know. And so I think he you would do a bit about that with like me on some of my like friendships, okay, oh, or gotcha. or other like other personal relationships where he'd be like, "Look, you know." Um, this person really kind of tolerates you more than than really likes you. You think? I know you don't love lo- you know a lot of music, but Phil Collins and Philip Bailey's "She's an Under Lover." Oh, oh is that uh, a real? Uh, <laughs> she was real an song? easy. She's an easy lover. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, well, if "Under Lover's a song, uh, if it isn't, someone should write it. Uh, his death blow, though. Um, I think it would be something about how I live in Chicago while my mom has MS in Atlanta. Oh. It would make me feel bad about that. Oh, I hate this guy. I, yeah, that's what... I'd rather be plucked up in a helicopter by an eccentric billionaire than have to be in a room with this asshole, with, with evil Thrush Rush. Bowel or whatever. Mm, yeah. Maybe that's why he talks about taking dumps all the time. His name's Thrush, <laughs> Thrush Bowel. Bowel, yeah. First of all, he got the bad end of that <laughs> that name game. I, I love the name Rush. I don't love the name, last name Howell, but uh, I don't dislike it or, or like it one way or the other much. But Bowel, holy moly. Uh, you know what? I never got that. Never had any uh, teasings. It's never been on my mind before just a second ago. Yeah. I, I would never jump from one, never jump from one to the other. Right. I don't know. Oh man, you made me hate this guy. I made him in my brain, but I didn't. I didn't have the animus I have for this guy now. Yeah, well, he's a, he's really hard on me. Oh, you dude, know? he knows you so in and out too. That's just it's brutal, man. Right. Like, I'll do you the favor of not making you say what BJ 
braggadowski. <laughs> so full of himself. That guy yeah. loves oral sex and is yeah. so full of himself. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Here he is, BJ Braggadowski. He's just just in from filming some checkers ads. <laughs> Or no, you probably uh, do McDonald's, right? And yeah, like, you oh, go with yeah, the big boy. Oh, you got Sonic. Way to go. Go with the big boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, maybe <laughs> we'll set up a, a show a show one day. Uh, he's out there now. Now he's out there in the ether, dude. You, we got you've summoned him into Rush being. Rush Bowel and BJ Bragadowski. <laughs> They've got a like killer it. podcast called. <laughs> yeah. It's called Fear the Situation. <laughs> Where they, they talk about problems that you're going to have. All right. Uh, let's move on to a new one. Um, okay. Uh, TJ, this is a little different than okay. the ones I normally do. It's more kind of closer to one you might do, but I'm going to try it. All right. I like uh, it. So here's the situation. Mm. You are invited onto a television show. Okay. It's called If You Build It, They Will Come. Mm. And it's a public access television show run by a person you really like who is just super interested in building. People that like to build things, make stuff with their hands. And he says, hey, uh, I know that you are pretty interested in craftsmanship and woodwork and a bunch of other things like that. Yeah. So uh, I'd like you to come on the show and talk about a couple things. And he says um, this week's theme was Legos, and he wants to start with a few questions about it. All right. And he says... Uh, TJ, Legos have been a popular toy since their inception and have never really dipped in popularity. What is it about Legos that are so attractive to young minds? Well, great question. Great question. Um, they, it's a very easy A to B to figure out initially. They're, they're fun and easy to figure out how to put together. There's, you don't have to, you can kind of figure it out just by looking at them, which I think is a great, a great aspect of its design. Right. And even if a kid is just familiar with like bricks, which they more than likely are, then they get how, like how they can make this. And then, and I have kind of a related question, maybe a little bit, a little bit later for you, Rush, stepping outside of the scenario for a second. But, um, the two things are really, are really great. That you can follow the directions or not follow the directions if you want to. You can make, you can kind of make what you want to if you wish. Or, as it is more nowadays, you can make something look exactly like it's supposed to if you want it to. You can you can build the plane or you can build the fire truck and have that look exactly like it does on the box. Or, if you're the type of kid, you know, who just wants to like, I just want to put these together. You can get them all stuck together and make something, pull them apart, and then make something entirely different if you'd like. So the, the variety of it as well is, is, a, is a draw, I believe. That is interesting because the next question that I was going to ask you is uh, exactly those those two different styles, right? You can mm-hmm. either follow the directions exactly, or you can build it yourself. What was more? What was more your thing? And has it changed over time? You know, what was your thing as a kid? What's your thing today? If you got a set of Legos, that's funny. We went we went almost in the same exact the same exact direction. Um, hmm. Well, when I when I had these when I was young, we didn't we they they didn't come in kits like they did now. You got generic like here's 200, 200 Lego okay. pieces. Um, and even though I would like to say I was I, w- I wish I was more 
abstract and and kind of creative i think quite often i just built houses as i mine had like a green like a green rectangular sort of lego platform that was sort of just like the table upon which you put everything and it was basically this the shape of what like a log cabin or a little brick house would be okay so i think i quite often just built little walls and house and turned that into into houses i without a doubt today would want not to have a kit i would much more like the 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 wide open no doors you just want a bunch of pieces and you get to uh, you get to make whatever you want out of all those pieces. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. I would say now, Rush, I would more desire to have that freedom um, because part of what I'm trying to work on just in life in general is to get away from the rigidity of some of my thinking. The the um, It has to be this way. This is what time I have to be there. This is what I have to do next. That in general, or the rigidity I have around uh, around food or how I think things are supposed to be, of trying to let, let go of more of that, of control and all of that. And so without a doubt, I think it would just be generally beneficial to have a more... Um, creative, open, more possibilities than, than predetermined or designed outcomes. Very interesting. Now there's a, there's a book that's called nudge that talks about paternalism. And the concept of nudge is basically that, uh, it's okay to have some level of what I would call a more, I mean, the, the title makes sense, right? It's a nudge instead of a push you in style of paternalism. Here's an example that's used from the book. Uh, you can set up a children's cafeteria at a school however you like in terms of putting items wherever you want um, as the kids walk by and have to pick them up and put them on their trays. Oh, okay, gotcha. There is a well-known phenomenon that things that are right at eye level are going to do the best sure. at grocery stores and other things. So a nudge would be the paternalistic decision to put the healthier stuff at eye level yep. while still having the other options for these for these children, right? So let the tall kids and let the tall kids eat garbage. That's right. Let the let the little. Well, the tall kids they're already they're already a step ahead in life. They're already eating leaves off the trees yeah. anyway. They're, they're, they're basically giraffes. They're doing great. So so that's like you know an example there. But uh, your answer there made me think about that a little bit, which is to say, do you want do you want a little bit of guidance in the form of you get a Lego package and the Lego package has within it, for instance, the things that you would need to put together an airplane mm-hmm. or a oil refinery or a uh, medieval castle so that it's kind of in a genre? Or would you, all things being equal, prefer just to have a more basic set of blocks that you can kind of try to do anything? Yeah, with? I, I think... Um, if there were to be examples of like it can be a castle, it can be an oil rig, it can be then then have then have at least those three on the one package. Okay. Does that that make sense? Because I think in that way it's a nudge towards like, hey, look, it can be it can already be at least these three different things. So maybe there's an endless amount of things it could be. I think if you put you know the if you put the things in that will make an oil rig. But only sort of right. an oil rig, 
you know, as far as a, like form, then then they're gonna be like, well, I should may just may as well make this oil rig. Otherwise, I'm just have right. all these oil rig pieces, and I'm not making an oil rig. But if they're like, oh, it can be that, it can be that, it can be that, it can be that. I bet you I could come up with something that's not on that box that it can also that it can also be because right. you've already shown me its adaptability. And they you know? do an okay job of that with some of those Lego boxes where they'll show you the the primary build on the front, but on the back they'll have maybe six other pictures. And a lot of times it's alternative things that you could do. So maybe that opens you up to more, uh, to thinking of, of, of other things you could do. I, I'm a pretty big believer of in the, uh, constraints can breed creativity, mm-hmm. uh, approach. Even for instance, like with the podcast that you do, TJ, here's the situation. You come up with a weekly theme just to, to, as a way to right. say, uh, and obviously you could ultimately kind of put anything you wanted into that, that week, but it helps uh, focus you a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure this happened to you. I'm sure this happened to everybody who ever went to grammar school where the teacher said like, okay, everyone's got to do a report on a president and everyone goes like, Oh no, I don't want to do a president. And then, you know, she said like, okay, you can do it on something else. I'll probably just do a president, <laughs> right. you know, that you run back to the, you run back to the confine as opposed to the, the absolutely endless, endless uh, scope of possible topics. Right. Can be too hard to focus within that. Um, so then the last question I'll give that I ask everybody on, yeah. if you, if you build it, they will come is what is it, um, for you that, uh, really makes you excited about why do you think it is that building and creating things, uh, actual things that you can make with your hands is uh is so appealing to you um i like to see a result i like i like a visual outcome from time from time spent um there are simple things i like to do like polishing my shoes or doing the dishes that after 15 minutes of it it looks like you have 15 minutes of of results i had a job delivering clothes for for a while and it was it was um, psychically frustrating to me because the at the end of the day, it, we were supposed to have nothing left, right? You know, and so we spent all day delivering these clothes to get back to to get back to zero. And I kept on thinking, like, I'd rather all day long have to move bricks, yeah. and then at the end of or the day, collect clothes. Yes, without a doubt, You're really, I'll just go around great and, clothes yeah, collecting, and I'd have a big pile of clothes yeah. as opposed to like nothing. You know, we right. literally we're supposed to have nothing to show for for our day spent our day spent working and with something like um something like woodwork or building or whatever you're going to see a difference um i like the physical the the physical labor of it i like um i like my to get my exercise accidentally right so if i have an accidental workout because i have to make all this fit together then we then... try not to mention accidents <laughs> on this show <laughs> we're talking about building but that's okay um and and it still has, even though, hey, this is supposed to be a table at the end, there's a lot of ways to go about making making a table and what it's going to look like in the end. So I think within certain constraints of like more than likely has four legs or three legs or whatever, there's still a lot you can do within that that is just your little touch or how you want it to go about it or what wood you chose or what finish or, you know, what inlay or, you know, all that. So, yeah. Great. Well, it's been fun hearing from you. Hey, let me while I'm here. You sure? If I might ask you, I might ask you one question before before we go. You got it. Here's here's the situation. Okay. Um, as you were saying, when we were young, you got kind of like um just sort of packages of pieces, and today it's it is more like here's here's a fighter jet, here's a farm set. 
what aspects of your life do you know that you prefer? Just give me a wide open, no walls on this, absolute elbow room. And what aspects of your life would you prefer? Like, give me the kit step by step. Let me let me see exactly exactly how this is supposed to go one by one. Hmm. And if you need an example, if I was to get into a workout regimen, I want I want step by step. Do this for ten minutes. Do this number of these. Do this for twenty minutes. Do this distance of that. But um, I would prefer, on the other hand, as opposed to be given a recipe, to be given forty dollars in access to a supermarket where I can kind of pick and choose <laughs> whatever I want to and whatever whatever it is I want to make. I also, as we've talked a little bit about video games before, yeah. If it's not an open world game, I have very little interest in in playing it. That's I just funny. Want but, a world to be dropped into. Yeah, uh, because. I think of myself as so let's start with Legos for instance. I'm I am going to enjoy and I don't know why cuz it's a little like work, right? Uh, but I'm going to like just following the instructions and doing the thing mm-hmm. that it says because you just feel a sense of accomplishment uh when you complete it. And it's a little odd to me it's why I kind of asked you to talk about it. I, it's just a little odd to me that people like that and I do. Yeah. And I don't totally understand why. Uh most of and I, and I am still today, unlike you, I, I would still, if you gave me just a bunch of Legos, I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, <laughs> but if you gave me um, a 40,000 Lego piece thing that's going to recreate like all of uh, Mordor. Game, ga- yeah, all of Mordor. <laughs> right. I'd be like, great, here yeah, we go. Here we, I'm going to build, build the entirety of the Lord <laughs> of the Rings map. Oh my God, that would be super fun, by the way, if I could do, uh, you know, I, I like doing puzzles too. Uh-huh. I, I rarely do them, but. You know the five thousand piece puzzle. It's just weird. You get this like nice sense of fulfillment. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think there's that many aspects of my life. I do though. Now that you say it, I do much prefer the open world uh-huh. video game where I now you're partly on the rails, but you don't know that you're totally on the rails, yeah. right? But I, I do like that, and I do like I do like kind of open possibilities in gaming. I feel like when you have totally open possibilities, that starts to get um, it starts to feel like nothing. So, like, if you have no choice or totally unlimited choice, sometimes that feels the same to me. It's both like uh, off-putting or overwhelming. What is the relationship um, for rails or uh, no rails when you improvise? See, I'm probably way more like of a rails-based okay person than than you are, or that most people would probably think is good. You know, I I was, um, and those rails are internal those are like uh set in your in your mind even if you're doing a show like 3033 where they're like it it can be entirely railless um yeah i think and for those for those who might be listening might not be familiar with improvisation or whatever it's a, a form of stage performance where you literally make it up as you go rush and i both spent years and years and years uh doing it rush did a show for a while with some friends called 3033 which was a show that kind of found if it found form it found it as it went otherwise right. you just began and uh and so at least from the top of that show it had zero rails and maybe you found True. some found, found some rails as you as you went maybe you know yeah i i you know uh, that's 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 right you know I, maybe when i was starting i was more inclined to i guess the way i think of kind of rails is i i think of i i think of myself as partly directing within the improv show right okay. you're acting and directing and so a lot of times 
I think I was the person who would be more likely than anybody else in 3033 to try to have it make sense, try to have it tie together into some form of narrative, into some form of uh, forward-moving piece uh, rather than total chaos. Yeah. So that that's all I'm really saying. But I, I'm certainly not saying that I felt that I needed a, a set plan of attack, right? I mean, the other thing I'll say is I think one of my great weaknesses as an improviser was uh, if there was something that I was enjoying, I would do it forever. Gotcha. So... <laughs> Uh, so if, if we had a a good scene going, even though it's probably just objectively correct to edit it, move on, maybe you come back to it, maybe you don't, but you had something really good. I I would just stay in that world, um, and, you know, be more likely to overstay my welcome than, than not. Gotcha. Um, so especially in two person improv, I feel like I was editing less, significantly so than than my yeah uh scene partner <clears throat> well it's tough i mean it's it's tough to let go of that because even i imagine like i know we both as this show goes along as this show we're we're doing right now i think like okay that that last scenario was kind of heavy if i have a lighter one right um or like have i have i have i talked too much has this you know has this segment gone too long so in a weird way it's tough like because we want this to go ever go wherever it goes if we hit right. on something that's interesting to us to to follow that but also there's a part of you that's still trying to direct it back to time or we'll check the time yes. you know like while we're doing it to be like well is this um, um uh, you know try to imagine a listener's mind of like is this interesting to <laughs> someone we don't right. know uh, us talking about you know like um, something that's specific, you know, specific to us or or, or what have you. So it, it is tough to let go of that directorial mind or, or 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 the rails you set up in your own head. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. It's just being analytical during the process, thinking about it. I always thought I was I was that style of improviser. Uh, it was easy for me at the beginning, uh, just starting an improv. Um, first of all, like many people. My introduction to improv was watching Whose Line Is It Anyway and doing short form in college, which I think is the way a lot of people get into improv. Um, and so I think I think I'll just keep contradicting myself if I talk about this concept because it's it's a pretty open one to me. Because you know I I did did short form and I think when I started it was helpful to have rules and learn about the rules and then I would be maybe a little too uh, beholden to mm-hmm. those rules. But then I remember coming to Chicago when I drove out with my friend Dave Hill and we went and saw a Second City show and I'd never seen anything like it. And I just, I thought it was wonderful. Yeah. I mean, it was Craig Kikowski and Horatio Sands yeah. and that uh, White House is, is a rock and don't come a knocking or whatever the name of it was. Noah directed it. And, it, you know, I had never seen anything like it. And I think anybody, they see their first Second City show, if this is what they like doing, they're going to love it. And and I'm not in any way casting any aspersion on that show because I really loved it. But I saw it a few times and it was great. And then I went and saw an Armando and I had never seen people do mm-hmm. uh, Armando Diaz is a that shows I don't know run thirty years or a long time yeah. however long it's been. And I had never seen a long form improv show. But and that while the Second City show I really enjoyed that was life changing. Yeah. Because I said I can't believe people are allowed to do this in the same way that the first time I played like a Zelda open world game or The Witcher 3 that I know you and I both love that yeah. game. And to realize I'm in a truly open world scenario, 
uh, and I'm allowed, and they've made a game where I can do whatever I want. And everybody, get to do this. Can, everybody here can do whatever it is that they want, right? And it still ends up looking like something. Yeah, and it still works, <laughs> right? You know, because the people are good enough at it. That was the life changer. Yeah. So maybe, maybe no, maybe I don't. You know, kind of need or want the rails, but I'm not. I'm. You know, people are creative in different ways. Uh, if you made me go write a song, I could never possibly do it. If you made me uh, try to build something or draw something out of nowhere, I would be terrible at it. I was, you know, pretty good at figuring out how to go try to make people laugh in an improv show. But, yeah. you know, uh, I still am just terrified about getting a huge <laughs> bag of Legos. <laughs> what do you have left? Two Rush, the beginning one and one more? Is that right? Um, Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, TJ. Uh, here's the situation. Okay. There is a, uh, we're in a, I don't know whether you want to call it dystopian or utopian future, but in either case. I want to call it utopian. Okay, good. So, uh, but there are going to be a bunch of replicants made. Now, I think you, you've talked about in the past Blade Runner, yeah. you know, liking that movie and in particular what they did with the villains there. Yeah. But there's going to be a bunch of replicants that have to be made for whatever reason. You have no say in whether they get made or don't get made. They're going to get made. Okay. So there's going to be. Uh, and all the replicants are going to have the same base personality traits. Okay. Okay. And so you are one of several people. It's not just up to you, but you're one of several people that's going to weigh in and kind of vote as to how their personalities are lined up in a bunch of different mm. categories where you have a, a sliding scale of one to a hundred. Okay. okay. So one simple one would be violent okay? okay so how violent do we want the replicants to be on a scale of one being completely passive no violence at all to 100 being you know bloodthirsty attacking that sort of thing okay so we're not going to do that one but i'm going to ask you uh for a few and it's it's your vote again it's okay just, you're thinking one to 100 slider this is going to be empathy 100 it's going to be thousands and well all right that is one of mine so you is want it? you want 100 on the empathy scale. Uh, 98 uh, 98 but not yeah, 100. Go ahead, 100. You're going to have like an entire society of people that can't walk indoors cuz they're holding them open for one another. I don't think that I, I don't think that that's courtesy. Yeah. That's that's etiquette. Okay. We I, can't can't dial courtesy all the way I, up. I need these replicants to understand human pain as 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 absolutely um uh powerfully as they possibly can. Okay. So you got a, a 98. And I think that then I then I don't have to worry about the violence dial. Okay, uh, so one that ties into this week's theme, ego. Yes. How much uh, of an ego do you want uh, the replicants to have? How much in what we typically think of as ego, like when you say that guy's got a big ego or that I've, woman's got no I'll ego. Preface this by saying I fear the future and the day the robots take over. Sure. I fear this day. No, there's no there's no doubt these replicants will ultimately Outside take over. and previous to this scenario, to this okay. situation, yeah. I fear that I fear that day. Yeah, <clears throat> they movies, will. Movies have taught us that. Oh, they will. Um, and so I don't want them to, to think that they, I need them a little bit below me as an average human. So 30. Okay. So you don't want ones, you know, out there with just, uh, no real thoughts or drives. Yeah. I don't want, yeah, I don't want them thinking themselves as, as worthless, but, um, you know, I want them to have some worth, but I don't want it to be like. Shut up, human. Get out my way. You know? Yes. Uh, so uh, kind of a, a attack onto that is selfishness. Hmm. On a one to a hundred scale, uh, you're creating the replicants. What do you want them in terms of selfishness? Fifteen. Fifteen. Uh, perseverance. 
Hmm, okay. I have to, if I've done my work in other ways, then <laughs> then I don't want them like, man, I got to kill this guy and I don't, I can't stop. <laughs> yeah. I have to keep on going. Yeah. If I've done the other dials correctly, right. I'm going to put him at an 80 on perseverance. Okay. But, it, but are you going <laughs> to, are you going to go a little lower because you're not sure the other dials are going to be right? I mean, if they're, if, if they go, if they go berserk and then I just have to hope that humans, that humans with 90 or a hundred, like, <laughs> <laughs> Good luck on that. Well, if you're getting chased and you know and and whatever, I'll be pretty pretty perseverant in in running. Well, yeah, I don't know if you're an eighty, <laughs> but if I mean like, I imagine a lot of replicants will need will need you know jobs done and work done, and they might end up flying planes and driving buses and stuff. And yeah. I want them to be pretty damn you know perseverant with that. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, sense of humor, one to a hundred. I'd love. Um, Hell, is there any reason not to have? Well, I guess I want humans to still be funnier. I want the super funniest humans to still be funnier. But I go 85 on a sense of humor. Okay. Yeah. I think it's one of the most, I think it's truly one of the most humanizing qualities. And you're going to be engaging with with these replicants. So it kind of makes sense that you'd want it. I think think sense of humor is tied into empathy. I'm not, I haven't fully formulated my reason why. the small part of it is I've never seen the president laugh, so there's yeah. a little bit that little bit of that. Um, but I think empathy is somehow tied to sense of humor, and so well, I do think it's I probably think sociopathic to to not have either. A right? Bit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, eighty five is I think is what I said. Right. Uh, energy. Ooh, vivaciousness, fatality. Because yeah. yeah, who who hell who who hell cares how perseverant you are if you got no energy? That's right. You know, that's you just, right. You just keep we'll keep on saying I really should do that soon. <laughs> yeah. I really should do that soon. I just can't. I'm just so I I need just a little <laughs> bit of a battery recharge. Ninety on the energy. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, Man, we that's, are in trouble much, if they go too bad. Too much for me. If they go wrong, we're we're. I think there's very few done. things where I'm putting these replicants outside of the thirty to seventy band. I'll just tell you that. Okay. Maybe. Uh, I, I wouldn't go as high as you on empathy, but I would go. I would, I would go high there, you know, yeah. into the outside of my thirty to seventy band. Okay. But I, I'm keeping it pretty tight in gotcha. there because I, I, I worry about anything that's like truly at the edges, especially when you have everybody. You're, doing you're employing, it. you know, Madden Madden scoring in some of your mm-hmm. thinking on this, you know. And I'm I, I've never I've never played never played that. It's too on the rails for me, baby. Yeah, well, they have you like, drop me in the middle of a sport that has no rules and and no edges to the field. Go ahead. Then I'm then I'm then, playing. Then you got it. Uh, last one I'll do is ambition. Oh, between thirty and seventy for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you've <laughs> glad you've come around. Um, ambition, interesting. That's a very interesting one. Uh, because I fear them, I don't want them to have too many of their own ideas. Um, uh, I think of them basically as a workforce, and maybe that's not how I should be thinking of these replicants. But probably um, fair. But ambition. Ambition. I mean, if you're perseverant and energetic, it almost seems to imply you're going to be ambitious. But I would put my ambition probably at 42. Okay. I would say I might go pretty low yeah. on the ambition because that's my uh, that's one of my checks. Okay. To keep from the robot revolution gotcha. is uh, maybe just have them a little. I less had ambitious. a great idea. <laughs> yeah. 
all right. So that that's it for that one. I, I did, just because I said I was going to bring it up earlier, we're not going to have time to get to it, but I was going to say three most overrated foods for me are lobster, Thanksgiving dinner, and pancakes. But we'll, <laughs> I'm sure that'll come up at some other point in the future. Anyway. <laughs> fodder. Fodder for a, future, yes. for a future situation. All right, Rush, here's my last one. You are summoned back to the shadowy world of espionage. Oh, good. Yes, and here's the situation. Your cover is that of a Danish-U.S. liaison at Lego. Okay. All right, you are called to the U.S. headquarters before you have a chance to bone up on your Danish. Oh, yeah, oh God. I know. Bone up. Ooh, a nice bone up Danish. Isn't that a great way to start, start the morning? <laughs> I do. I love uh, a Danish, but as you know, I don't like... Uh, well, I don't speak Danish. You, you know that. <laughs> um, when you arrive, the CMO calls you aside and she says, oh, thank God you're here. The Danes just sent over some prototypes, but the boxes are in Danish. So uh, And there's no pictures, so we don't know what the names are or what they uh, like look like finished up. So all we know is that um, they wanted to do the sets and locations they've never tried before. But if you can translate these set names and tell us what they are uh, when built, that would be... Oh, yeah, that so would good to be, be no problem for me. So this is... Uh, you have some of my... Uh, Danish words talking yeah. about some of the Legos, and you're gonna laugh at me as as, as I pronounce these. But, That's okay. But the first one is um, a stet for mange damer betalt for kerleged. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Well, this is a simple one. Okay. Uh, oh, so, thank God. Yeah. It's, it's all this is is uh, is a manger. Uh, so it's like a set with uh, you know uh, the all of the petting animals around. Uh, you call uh, like a petting zoo. Oh, it's like okay. a manger like oh, that. Gotcha, so great. it's uh, going to be lots of the animals, and then uh, a fence would come, and the grass, and uh, so forth. Ah, perfect, perfect. Thank you, thank you. Uh, oh, oh, you know what? I actually I just saw that on the box. It says "place for many ladies, paid for love." But I guess it's I guess maybe that's what they call a. A, pet, a petting zoo, or yes, or, but okay. it's a heavy petting w- zoo. Wonderful. Okay, yeah, perfect, yeah. perfect. Um, this next one says, "Op beveres for at cope ule vlige stoffer." Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Well, this one's more complicated. Um, this is. Um, do you know the feeling when um, you get to uh, an amusement park? Yeah, and there's uh, there's a line. Uh, but there are no people in the oh, line, yeah. and yeah. you nonetheless have to walk oh, uh, sure. back and forth right. All the way uh, through, that, through right. the whole thing. Yeah, uh, that is the feeling associated with uh, the name of this oh, okay. one. Uh, so what this is is going to be um, uh, like a queue, like oh. a long line, oh. and so it's uh, it's uh, uh, like a uh, red carpet, okay. and then long uh, line of the things that go long, the back okay. and forth. Oh, kids should love that. Uh, but and then it's men's Chinese theater. Oh, okay. Oh, what what kid doesn't love that? Yeah, oh, that's the, wonderful. No, that's big, wonderful. It should be good. It's like the Oscars. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Because it said it said I didn't notice in that same place I looked before. It says a store to buy illegal drugs, but uh, maybe no. That's be... is a commentating oh, okay. on the. Uh, uh, immorality of today's celebrities. Oh. By the way, if you ever do want a nanny, two small children, I totally think you could okay. pull, you yeah, could pull good, it off. Good, good, good. Um, uh, this last, uh, next one is a uh, Verste Menisker e Helvede. Oh, yeah, okay. That's very simple. This is, um, this is a sausage shop. Oh, okay. Uh, that's run by uh, what you call um, uh, organized criminals. Oh, okay. So it's, okay. Uh, it's like a front... 
uh, Mafia Front, it's a sausage shop. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it's it. That might be because on the other side now it says uh, worst worst people in hell. Yeah, W U R S T. Yes, it's spelled yeah. worst people in hell that way. Yes. Uh, then this last one is Flegermaus Scorpioner og Skildpadder in Skal. Oh, okay. Well, that's um, uh, that's in in Danish. Uh, in my country. Uh, there is a. Uh, you have uh, your Santa Claus. Yeah. Oh. Yes. And uh, he is brings good presents to nice people and uh, bad things to the naughty ones. Yeah. In my country, uh, the naughty children are all taken for two days oh. and brought to oh. a uh, reverse pleasure palace. Oh God. Uh, so this is torture chamber. Uh, we don't call it that, but <laughs> okay. this is basically. So what you what you describe is. Uh, the two day the the, the uh, uh, an actual physical representation of the place where naughty children are stowed away for two days to get better at being nice. Whew. Man, you made it, man. They call you back. They call you back to home office. They tell you, hey, you were close on that last one. Uh, we looked up the translation. It was bats, scorpions, and turtles in a dish. Oh God! All yeah, right. yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> tough one. Tough it, was, it was rough. I, I, Swear uh, I blew time. off learning the Danish. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and give you more lead time really next not, time, man. Uh, Sorry about that, brother. Good job. All right. Uh, so, TJ, yes, uh, we'll come back to where we began. So right. here's the situation. You're hired by Toyco. Mm-hmm. Toyco says, yep. hey, we've noticed that everything old is new again and doing great. TV shows are constantly being rebooted. Movies are being remade. And it's super successful. And so we're tired of looking for the next big thing by creating a new toy. Yep. What we want you to do is figure out some old toy that people haven't thought about for a while that we can bring back and is going to be a home run. Here's here's a toy. So here's here's let me I'll preface this by saying I hate guns. I despise guns. But one of my favorite toys ever as a little kiddo, um, and I looked it up so I know it existed because I couldn't find other people who had one. But um, what it was was a a yellow box with like a little plastic plexiglass see-through front. Okay. And if you tilted it towards yourself, there was a bunch of little like, um, well, kind of larger sized BBs that would then fall into little sort of little just holding cups closest to you towards the towards the uh, clear screen. Okay. Does that make sense? Connected to it was a, a magnetic um, little blue pistol okay. where you would put the magnet um uh, uh you know on this side of the screen and pick up one of the little balls and then inside there were a bunch of little like target things oh cool there was a little bell there was like a duck and when you turned it towards yourself like the duck would sit up and so yes. you know all the all the little targets set and then you had like 30 20 or 30 little little like sort of you know BBs to shoot at all these different kind of targets and you tried to you know clear them all out by the time by the time Interesting. you got so to the the, end. the gun somehow the front of it the pistol was a magnet yeah, that would pick up the BB right where a bullet would come out was a little magnet and so mm-hmm. yeah and then as you pulled the trigger whatever it was you know i don't know something struck in the gun knocked it off the magnet with enough pop to shoot it just into the back of the the back of the little the little yellow box nice yeah and yeah it was very cool it's like having your it, it might have been called shooting gallery it might so we're bringing you know, the like, shooting gallery back yeah as dangerous as that sounds yep well i mean the, it's you know contained environment you get the bbs you get everything else there <laughs> Yeah, I like that. I like that game a lot. 
I, although I was also thinking the other day of both, um, and maybe because we, you know, we said we were going to do this on Legos, but um, the uh, Tinker Toys and Lincoln Logs were fine, fine uh, games. I guess yeah, not game, building building materials. And I don't see the Tinker Toy anymore. I don't know if they make Lincoln Logs anymore. Maybe it's too much wood. I don't know. But the Tinker Toys were pretty great. Yeah, for sure. Uh, if it were me, the thing I would bring back, I had this thing. It was called the 101 Electronics Projects Kit. Whoa. Where you, they gave you like a, this board oh, that had all sorts of yeah. electrical, like, and you could make like a circuit. You right. could make a calculator or, you know, just all these like little things. And I thought, couldn't they upgrade that? So it's still, but it's still basically bringing it back and, and have one that's more like ready for today's age. Sure. And uh, maybe, was it powered by battery? Uh, y- well, did you plug it y- in you, or what? You, you had a battery that you were allowed, so I think you could even like make a battery as part of it, Whoa. and then it would help you you uh do do some of the other stuff. But it was like a a big like circuit board kind of, and you would tie wires uh together to connect ver- various things, and you could, you know, it was it was cool. It was like you were talking about earlier with the Legos, where you can do. You can do. They gave you 101 things that you could do, but there were thousands of others that you could do too. That sounds phenomenal. Um, this just sounds putting like a all phenomenal this stuff together. Thing. Oh, it was great. What was recommended age on something like that? Get a get a nine year old, ten year old working on that. Yeah, or? I think I was probably around there. Yeah. And this stuff that you would do. I mean, it was so like it was so silly, right? It would be you would you would put a bunch of wires on there without adding a battery or anything. I think usually, and then, uh, you know, a light would turn yeah, on get a light and that's bulb. all yeah, you, sure. you know, that's all you made happen. And you'd be like, this is awesome. You feel like Edison or whatever. Yeah. You, and there you, was, you, you could make that. sounds. Um, but again, I think, I think today you, you could really do some cool stuff with that. And I also think, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never played Minecraft. I think it's interesting that kids do a, a lot of Minecraft now. And even like in schools, I think they'll have them play Minecraft, which, is a little bit like virtual Legos, okay. something. But I, I mean, that's an oversimplification. But I think that it's good to get you know kids, especially as we become more and more you know like Wally and everybody's just living in a VR all the time. It's good to uh, good to get them actually using their hands, doing something you know on this electronics project board. And I, I, I just think they could really you know technologies improve such that you could probably teach young kids to pull off some pretty remarkable stuff. Yeah. Hey, this was probably not the best time to tell you, but um, Thrush Bowl asked me to be a guest on Fear the Situation. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> well, please don't listen to that, but you, but please do listen to us. If you enjoyed the show and you have a suggestion, you can email it to us at here's the situation podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at TJ and Rush. I think we're on Instagram, but I don't know. And uh, Nate DeFort does our producing, and Julie Nichols did our music, and Emily Cardamus did our artwork. Yep. Thank you guys very much. Uh, Anything else we want to talk about? I think that's it, buddy. All right. Thank you guys. Until next time.